Welcome to the We Bear Witness podcast, where we discuss church life, theological questions, and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to the We Bear Witness podcast. Uh, we're glad you're with us. We're coming to you from a little bit different uh, setup than we normally do. Adam and I have tried to uh, get it where we record from our own houses, seeing that uh, our families are taking more and more time, which is a good thing. Uh, but also, yeah, I guess, I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> but also, it's challenging for us to find uh, time to get together to do these. So we're trying a new system. So bear with us as we uh, work on this. But we're super excited uh, to get back to this and really dive into some really cool things that have been happening in our lives uh, and talk about some important issues um, that have come up in our church uh, recently. Yeah, it's um, pretty interesting to see the uh, schedules in our lives rarely ever be on the same page anymore since you had to go be responsible and get married and have a kid. Leave staff. You know, provide for your family. Very yeah. selfish. Right. I know exactly, but, uh, <laughs> um, but no, I don't really feel guilty talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the good news is that we were able to have a conference recently called the Engaging Truth Conference. Uh, it's been put on by Knowing Jesus Ministries, a few friends of mine actually that I've made over the years. Uh, Pastor Eric Reed, he's at the Journey Church in Tennessee. Uh, Pastor Dean and Sarah who has written several books that I've recommended on the show, um, The Unsaved Christian, and uh, he's had uh, Get Over It, several books. But he is a good friend. He was there speaking as well. A little guy uh, new to the scene known as John Piper. He preached at this conference. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. No, I haven't, Dylan. but uh, I can't wait to hear what he said. Yeah, he's really a vibrant young guy. Uh, he did really well but the interesting part about this conference and why I wanted to bring it to a head in our conversation is it specifically aimed after uh, generations probably from they called them college or young professional maybe 19 to 29 30 I know our church brought a couple 30 year olds um, they were definitely in the minority of the people who attended the conference right. probably 900 plus to a thousand people were there and our group accounted for or that age group accounted for about 120 people the majority were high schoolers and then middle schoolers so it was pretty young at the time you felt pretty old uh, walking around there at times, <laughs> but it was at Ridgecrest, which used to be owned by the Southern Baptist convention. You might've mm-hmm. remembered it as Ridgecrest Lifeway center. It was pretty much this sponsor of it. And, uh, it's right there in bear mountain, about an hour away from Asheville, North Carolina. And the weather was good. And it was a beautiful campus, much larger than I remember actually. And uh, we spent Friday late afternoon, early evening to Sunday afternoon uh, at the conference. And they're hoping to have this annually. So I went to see my buddies. Uh, Andrew Walker was also a part of it. He is a professor uh, of ethics at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And he spoke on the freedom of limits. 
uh, Dean and Sarah spoke on how naturally uncool it is to be a Christian in today's culture and attempts to encourage people to uh, stand up for the truth in a world that's going to hate them for it. And then Eric sort of ended Saturday night uh, with a big explanation uh, as to what we need to do to contend for the faith. And he used Jude verse three um, to kind of give that argument. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Dean was in first Peter two. And then uh, Andrew Walker talked about life under God's law, finding the good and life under God's law, Psalm 119. And so they were, all over the map, all over the scriptures. Uh, Anthony Knight is another speaker who was there, and he spoke on the breath of God versus the breath of man in Psalm 103. Uh, he is a college pastor at First Baptist Church Woodstock in southern Georgia. And then John Piper asked a pretty interesting question, and it's not unlike him to be controversial uh, in a good way. But he, his big question was, overcoming a massive objection to biblical faith, was Jesus an egomaniac? And I know. I'm and sure that, that got a, a lot of uh, looks when he said that. Right? Uh, just a little. Um, well, you know, he's no longer a pastor anymore. I mean, he's still, of course, always a pastor. But um, he is the president at, at Bethlehem College and Seminary. So that was a big sponsor on the trip. And we got to meet Joe Rigney and a few other people who were involved in that. And so that question of was Jesus an egomaniac uh, was really all about realizing that God is about his own glory more than he is anything else and how that is actually the best news for us. And get this, Dylan, this is how he framed it. This is what floored our whole group uh, early Saturday morning, and we couldn't stop thinking or talking about it, even all throughout the breakout sessions and the lectures and the, the messages, I should say. But he said, um, are you fully aware of how much God is for God or is your dedication to God and your devotion to God based on the idea that God puts you first? In other words, if you are God's biggest interest, isn't your, your worship of God just self-worship? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And so it really had you. Now, obviously, we love God because he first loved us. Right. That said, it's not that he doesn't love us. It's not that he hasn't gotten involved in our mess. It's not that uh, Jesus isn't the solution to all of sin. Um, but the whole point was ultimately... God does things for God's glory. And it was that point that was really underlying the entire point of the conference, which is if we love Jesus and he's placed us on mission, there is nothing that should thwart that mission. No matter how hostile the culture becomes, do we know our truth? Do we know what the Bible says? And are we willing to preach it? Are we willing to teach it? And wow. so it pressed this. Yeah, it was it was pretty impactful. But are we understanding that we have a job to do and the culture is not going to lead itself to Christ Jesus? That this young generation needs to realize uh, in the spirit of Hebrews that they are taking the baton and they are running the message of the gospel uh, to their friends and family and their neighbors.
And so there was quite a charge to it. But it really brings up the question, how much um, or is it very important that people who claim to be Christians in today's world contend for the faith? To which I would say the answer is overwhelmingly yes. Yeah, and I and I think um, especially this younger generation, that's a very important uh, charge for them because I think many times it's easy for us in a younger generation to almost um, ride on the shoulders of our parents and uh, the former generation instead of taking that baton like you were talking about and really living out the Christian faith and understanding that that charge is, is for us too, for our generation. Uh, and kind of reminds me of what we're going through in Esther at church. Um, we've been going through Esther talking about um, uh, divine reversals, uh, reversing uh, current and tide um, and being called to a time uh, specifically by the Lord and God working in that time. And I think that's what we see nowadays with um, this younger generation is like, we need to understand that God has called us to this point in time for a specific purpose, for a specific reason. And that's his glory and the furtherance of his kingdom. It's not about us. It's about him and that calling uh, transcends generations there. Yeah. Um, not only that, but with all of that being true, there is a reminder to say that we don't have to compromise the preaching of God's word for God to work in the lives of the people. Yeah, that that has been the real problem of engaging the culture is that typically in order not to hurt anyone else's feelings, we approach them with a very watered down gospel that doesn't look like the gospel at all. Right. Exactly. And so it's important uh, that we navigate our mission carefully and uh, know what we're talking about. And I just think there's a big fear uh, when it comes to evangelism, because especially the younger generation who haven't really been taught this in church because everyone's so worried about attendance and how they can keep their crowds that they have sort of forsaken the responsibility of discipleship. And so you have a lot of people who are told to get out there and witness and scream the gospel, live the gospel, teach the gospel. And they don't know much of it. I mean, there was a recent survey from that league and study that said 56% of people polled. I think that was 56%. It was almost half or over half of people thought that Jesus was birthed or that he wasn't always Jesus. That he wasn't as eternal as God is, which is basically Mormonism. Right. And you had 50% of evangelicals say that he was birthed like a son, uh, which is uh, obviously incorrect and uh, misconstrues the entire Trinity. And these are, the, right. these are the people we're going out and saying, hey, get out there and witness to your neighbor. Well, if you don't know the Trinity or you don't know the God of the Bible, don't do that. Right. Yeah. You're, if, if you don't know the guy of the Bible, you're uh, spreading a false religion. <laughs> I mean, that's the, <laughs> like, that's you the, can work for other people if you want, but I wouldn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what was, 
what would be your biggest takeaway uh, from that conference? Um, like something that really just stuck out to you, something that you just were like, man, I want to bring this back to my congregation. I want to apply this to our lives as a church. Because I think what we were understanding is that this message that was talked about, yes, it was to a younger generation, but it really does apply to all of us in some way, shape or form. So like if you could sum it up in a nutshell for everybody, what would you say um, was the key takeaway from your time there? Yeah, there were two things that just really resonated with me when I was with John Piper in a Q&A question, uh, Q&A seminar. Uh, it wasn't like a live recording like it was at Sing with Tony Reinke, but yep. it was like a small room. All the leaders were to gather together and uh, they asked him questions and he answered them. But two of the biggest things he said that I walked away with was one, uh, someone said, what's the biggest problem in ministry that you've had uh, and what do we do to solve it? Like just very open, vague kind of question. And John Piper said, I don't think the promises that are the biggest ever change. Uh, and if you center ministries around problems, those ministries will be useless. He goes, basically, you're looking at this as ministries that fit a problem without realizing that everything has a core problem. He goes, mm -hmm. the biggest problem is in every ministry is that God is angry at the unrighteous and unbelieving world. And the only answer is the cross of Jesus Christ, death, burial and resurrection. So there was a huge encouragement to stay on the course of preaching Christ and Christ crucified because, man, whatever season you're in, there's still a temptation to change it up. Right. Um, yeah. So, we, so with Christ crucified, that's the key to everything. Um, and we've talked about this over and over on the podcast, but, um, you know, without that understanding of the gospel, um, really the rest of the preaching is in vain because that's the foundation that everything comes from. So I think it's key, that point that you brought up from John Piper, that we don't, need to shy away from telling the truth the way it is written, the way the gospel is written. Um, now, I think you have a funny story uh, for us from your time there. <laughs> yeah, I do. But I said there are two things that I wanted yes. to go All right, go so for the first one. <laughs> that was the first one. The second thing is uh, a real sweet reminder that if you remember anything from this certain podcast, which was just a recap of the conference, uh, you remember this, that we have no natural inclination to enjoy God. He has to give it to us so that we can do it. Uh, that it's the gospel in and of itself is so incredibly kind because we on our own have nothing. We can't give God anything that he needs. And Piper said, it's better than God needing us. He delights in us. And that hit home for me that that, that created rest and you could feel the anxiety leave your body when you just realized the Psalms and the God, Jesus's ministry, his relationship with the disciples, Acts one and two and chapter 10, just kind of in a uh, relationship between us and the Lord that says, doesn't matter if you're good enough, doesn't matter all about all your accolades, filthy rags, because of how God is so holy and so good and so pure and so maj majestic. And here we are in great need of him and he delights in us. And so I think that that's such an important message today. 
Yeah. And, you know, people like to paint God as an angry God. Right. And I think if you just see him as an angry God, you miss the fact that an angry God doesn't have to find a way for you to be reconciled with him. Right. You know, like he could just be judgmental and angry, but like in that justice that was brought forward, mercy was brought forward too in providing a way for us to be reconciled with Christ. And right. like you said, it brings that peace and that um, hope into our hearts, knowing what Christ did for us and that it's not based on us. Um, is based only on him, what he did at the cross. Yeah. It's just a great reminder that the gospel is God giving us what we need. And then our response is worship to him. And then at the end of our lives, he gives us uh, himself because of something he gave us, which is so wonderfully unfair. But that was an important conference. Uh, they're going to do it again next year. There'll be locations and dates, and we'll get some of that stuff out there for them because I believe in what they're doing. And I think Eric Reed and Knowing Jesus Ministries and Journey Worship Co. Uh, did a wonderful job. Cool. All right. So now to the funny story. Yeah. It was a very long trip. It says from Jacksonville to that area it was about six and a half hours. That's what it said on the GPS. On your we iPhone. all know they lie on the GPS. <laughs> well, the fact is there were 10 of us on the trip total that went. It was Amy, Joe, and I, and we brought baby boy. And then we had several of our young adults from our Sunday night Bible study. And uh, the trip itself was really great. Everybody enjoyed each other. Enough different personalities came, sort of equal everybody out. You had like uh, Ken, the incurable optimist, like you get a flat tire and he would say, this is God protecting us from a future accident, uh, which can make <laughs> someone like me go nuts. Right. Um, <laughs> but there was one time on the way back home uh, after the conference had finished and I think we were like halfway through. I had had a very large soda, uh, like Coke Zero, just very large. And I had had that on my right, and I had had a large Zephyr Hills water bottle. And I was drinking both of them because I didn't want to be dehydrated. And I'm trying to balance out. Yeah, I was just drinking them. But I was talking a lot and we were listening to music and like two hours had gone by and both these things are empty. And all of a sudden, there is a terrible <laughs> accident on the highway and all traffic in both directions has stopped. And we see it on the GPS and it's like an hour and 30 minute wait. And as soon as I see it, I am starting to feel the burst right feel the problem <laughs> feel the plumbing problems <laughs> and uh, and so i am in my car the rent a car that we had and my wife is in there and i was in the lady car all the guys drove together on the way back and i was me and my son were in the all right. girl car <laughs> so they weren't teasing me, but they weren't making it better. Right. So I was in the driver's seat and man, I must have been in about eight different kind of curled up yeah. uh, to the <laughs> side. Your body will do whatever it has to do. It will contort everything and anything to stop the pain. Yep. And so we take a detour, these back roads, we must have driven for 40 minutes with no gas station <laughs> in sight. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> I was literally saying to the people in the car, 
this is going to change your opinion of me when I have to pull over the side of the road and go into the woods in the middle of the day because this is going to happen. Something's going to happen. I kept saying, we're going to have a situation here and it's not going to be great. Yeah. But it's going to happen. And because, I mean, what do you do? It's scientific. You There's can't stop. And it eventually, yeah. my wife's like screaming scientific facts at me the entire time. Like, did you know that your urethra can burst? And I'm like, that's incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for the two cents. So I didn't mean to say urethra in our podcast, but it's, it is what it is. There's a lot of medical <laughs> professionals that listen and they're perfectly fine. So we finally got to the detour <laughs> at the end of it. And we see a pilot gas station. And I mean, this whole time I've crunched up because you will do what you have right. to do to not go. You're like, I, right. you can't, you can't get back from wetting yourself in the driver's seat in front of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get back. There's no, that's the moment the romance dies. You know? and I'm thinking, so, so then let me guess you pull into the station and you step out and all of a sudden your legs don't work and you're so hobbling like an old so man yes, <laughs> but I didn't know that and this everybody's looking happened. at you like are you okay I didn't care I cut someone off I pulled into where the RVs park yeah next to an RV in this small Toyota forerunner and I get out and it's exactly what you've said. Your your body won't move from its position because if you move, I feel like you're gonna urinate. <laughs> yes, something so bad is gonna you kind happen. Of like, you kind of like get out and then you close the door. And then I was walking like Sasquatch or Bigfoot had just had just invaded a village. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just kind of like, and uh, <laughs> I had to just, just scared so many people, you know. And so I finally go, and uh, this is probably an overshare, but the yeah. record was a minute and 15 seconds. I mean, it was no joke. Wow. So I don't usually share stories like that of that nature, but it was the worst. Uh, experience of that type that has ever happened to me. So I love the conference, yeah. but the way home wasn't so hot. Right. And, uh, you know, we pride ourselves here on sh- being just open and honest with you on our podcast. Don't try to clean anything up that just occurred. This is our first yeah, one. So back Clay, just no editing on this, just straight through. <laughs> Clay's going to keep maybe seven minutes of his entire right. podcast. It's like, well, we're at 24 minutes, but only really seven minutes is good. This is what happens when you try to record at like 1030 at night. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> not enough sleep. So, well, well, this is a great time to end and then give a lead into what we hope is coming. Now that we have been set up with a new format, we are going to have uh, some interviews later on this year, uh, some good conversation on cultural uh, current events within Christianity and the church uh, in this country and others. And so we are excited to see what God will do and God will bring to the We Bear Witness podcast. So we thank you guys for listening and uh, we hope that you will tune in next time. God bless. See you later. <laughs>